Okay, so they warned us and they warned us and they warned us and they talked about it and then they did it. They dropped the bomb that is the stress test, I guess, 3.0 at this point, the third iteration of a change to the stress test in the better part of four or five years right now. When is the government going to get a handle on things? It's not going to make a difference as it pertains to people qualifying, not the people that really matter anyways. Listen, if you guys haven't paid attention to the news recently or watched our Instagram or Facebook feeds, by the way, plug for Thrive Mortgage Co. or follow me as the mortgage pug. Um, you know, the government stepped in last week and announced a proposed stress test. And who's kidding? The proposed stress test is going to become a reality. It's just a matter of what will the final form look like of this stress test. Anyways, with that being said, the reality is, is there are a lot of different things that are impacted here and a lot of potential outcomes. And the good news is that we don't think it'll be a, a massive impact like it was in 2018, more of a, a trickle effect. Nonetheless, it's something worth talking about because it will impact impact people that are in the market, uh, people that are refinancing, people that are potentially looking to invest in real estate. And hey, listen, we like to look at things through a rose-colored glasses from time to time, but we're going to be real about this and break down our thoughts in an initial review. So today's episode was our summary, first glance, first reactions of the stress test broken all down uh, with a chance to just really understand and break down specifically what we knew and what we know at this time right now. Now, there is time for this stress test to change. There's a question and answer period. We'll talk a little bit about more about that in this episode, but you know, just enjoy it. Do the best you can. Get educated. It's going to break down everything you need to know in a beautiful 20-minute segment. As always, guys, are you listening to this episode here today? If it's your first time, let us know. Send us a DM at Thrive Mortgage Co. again or myself. One of the things that we do is we like to thank people who leave us reviews. The reviews are so important to us. Sharing our stuff on Instagram is so important to us because it helps spread the news. We do this as a labor of love, typically at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock at night when we're just finishing for the day. But we do have an incredible review from someone we don't know uh, who this is, but uh, someone named Themcar said, A1, the best. I've been getting some great value for the podcast. It's often really hard to find good information that relates to local lower mainland markets. So it's nice to have a podcast answering most of my big questions around financing and investing. Thank you so much, Themcar. Make sure to send us a message on Instagram with a screenshot. Let us know this is you uh, so we can send you some delicious coffee and one of those Thrive mugs. As always, guys, this show is is presented to you by Thrive Mortgage Co. We are the premier mortgage finance company in the Lower Mainland. We serve all of BC and other parts of Canada. If you want to find out more about working with us, send us a DM or an email to info at thrivemortgage.ca so we can make good things happen for you. Enjoy the show. Uh, don't get stressed out. Maybe zen out and we'll talk to you on the other side. What's up, guys? You are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics, and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket, create wealth in real estate, and simplify the complicated. Welcome to a uh, emergency episode of the podcast. We're going to call it that. No, it's not an emergency, but it's a breaking news episode of uh, our show and like always uh, we come to you guys with uh, the biggest updates the quickest timelines and the most information that we can in a short turnaround time 
So before we get too far into this, let me just give you guys a little bit of a snippet as to what we're talking about today, why we're talking about it, and realistically, like if it impacts you and why you should be listening. There were some guideline changes that were announced announced on April 8th of uh, 2021 um, that could have some pretty big impacts on the marketplace as far as lending is concerned purchasing, and a lot more. And so we're going to sit here today and talk for about 15 or 20 minutes about really what we know so far. There's just so many changes occurring right now in a short amount of time. Um, so we'll cover, of course, uh, what's happened or proposed, uh, what the timelines and dates you need to know, uh, who it's going to impact, and realistically, what you should do. But I'm going to take a step back and let the gentleman uh, talk. So uh, Dean, why don't you just uh, take a quick little uh, introduction here and and uh, let us know what you know so far and, and maybe just your initial thoughts and feelings after getting this information. Yeah, I mean, thoughts and feelings are it seems it seems a little knee jerk, in my opinion. Uh, it doesn't really seem like it's I mean, just after looking at the numbers and seeing the impact it, it if the goal here was to make this change to, you know, help the market and slow down the market. I, I don't think that's the the tool to do that whatsoever. You know, looking at the actual numbers, it, it's going to reduce our buying power by around four, four and a half percent. And, you know, when you have offers, you know, on homes going $200,000 over asking price, what, how is this really going to impact that? And so my first thought is this just doesn't seem like the right action. Well, let, let, before I pass it over to Derek here to, to jump in really quickly, why don't we why don't we take a step back here and actually uh, just kind of break down what what's occurred, uh, what we know, um, obviously, and then and then we could dig into like you mentioned, really really good little foresight there into some projections as to what you think is going to happen. So, uh, Derek, maybe fill us in a little bit on uh, what the announcement was uh, yesterday and uh, just an overview as to what we should be knowing or someone who's maybe coming into this the first time, uh, what this is that's occurring. Yeah. So the reasoning behind this is. Uh... They're trying to slow the housing market. Obviously, as everybody knows, the housing market is absolutely insane right now, uh, all the way across Canada. Not normal what's going on. So they're trying to, to implement a few regulations and who knows what's coming down the pipe, taxes. I mean, God only knows at this point. Um, yeah, but the goal here is to essentially decrease Canadians' borrowing power and buying power to slow the market down. Um, so what the suggested, it's not firm yet, what the suggested change is there is a stress test on pretty well all Canadian mortgages, uh, conventional mortgages, and OSFI is a regulator of all the banks, just the banks. Uh, and they have suggested that they're going to increase the stress test rate. Uh, it's currently at 4.79 and they wanna increase it up to 5.25%. So a little bit on the stress test itself. Um, it's been around for a few years now. There's been a couple different changes throughout the last few years. Essentially, a stress test is uh, we have to qualify your mortgage at a much higher interest rate to make sure that you will actually afford uh, and, and qualify for your payment if rates were to rise. So as much as people are walking out of you know, their institution or, or, or purchasing a home at 1.5% right now, their interest rate, uh, all mortgages are being qualified at 4.79, which is already a dramatic increase. When this was implemented a few years ago, it was about a 20% uh, borrowing power drop. So that made a huge difference. And it actually created this massive funnel of kind of panic purchasing, right? A lot of people knew that their qualification was going to go away. Their pre-approval might not be firm. And it created this mad panic up until the stress test actually came into place. And uh, we're thinking that we might see a little bit of that again. Um, 
you know, these changes definitely do stress people out. Um, it seems like probably a massive change. And most people that are in the market or they are pre-approved are going to freak out. Um, like Dean had mentioned, you know, it's a between a four and 5% decrease in your buying power. So it's not a massive, massive change. I don't think this is going to have the impact that they want it to. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just a conversation with your mortgage broker to figure out what your qualification is prior to June 1st, which is a potential date, which we'll touch on. And then afterwards. Yeah. So the positive in this is that they have opened up this for discussion with, you know, the, the key proponents of our industry to make sure this is the right move. So, you know, think this isn't concrete. Things could change. Timelines could change. Ultimately, this may not be the change that we see. It could be even more of a drastic change for that matter. It could maybe be a little bit more relaxed. So, it, it is a bit of a waiting game, but we're we're preparing for that this is going to take place and these dates are firm and we're preparing our clients for these timelines. Yeah, so so really quickly on this. So the original stress test was implemented back in 2016 and that's when there was a variety of changes that occurred, uh, not just to uh, how you qualify, but to how the mechanics of lending works behind the scenes, which is why today we have you know quite a few different you know interest rate categories for someone putting less than 20% down or more than 20% down or more than a million dollars or more than you know uh, uh, a third 25 year amortization and so forth and i think the reality of this is uh it, it's really in my opinion immediately is this is not addressing the issue um and to derek's point although it will impact some people i've already run the numbers on some of my clients and i can tell you it will definitely impact them it's not going to impact in my opinion uh the right issues at hand and, and the right issues that we should be dealing with are supply um, there's quite simply more people and more Canadians that want to own real estate than there is supply. And we're still struggling on a day to day basis for uh, cities to issue permits to build the proper types of buildings. And of course, if they address that actual issue, uh, we're not in the position that we are today. Um, uh, of course, now there have been conversations about, you know, everything from, you know, starting to tax your principal residences, which is obviously a, a, would be a poor idea, as well as a few of other considerations. But, you know, for the issue at hand right now, just kind of running back to what you know you mentioned there, Dean, 5% on $100,000, like between you and I, like, that may not sound like a, lo a lot initially. But you know, when you start to extrapolate that and say $25,000 over 500,000, I mean, there's a lot of people out there who are that's their max qualification already because of the stress test. And they could actually make payments with no issue because again, the rates are, are two and a half percent or 3% lower than that right now. And so this is this is definitely going to have some ripple effects. And uh, my projection of this is that uh, with this information coming out, the market's only going to heat up for uh, the next two months. And, and we're not going to see a, a big drop off like we did back in 2019, because it's not as dramatic, like you mentioned there, Derek, but it is it is going to heat up. One thing I'll mention just on that is this is not for everybody purchasing a home. Um, this is for uninsured mortgages. So if you're buying with less than 20% down, or even if you have more than 20% down, but you can qualify on a 25-year amortization and the property is worth less than a million dollars. I know that sounds confusing, um, but there are some guidelines where you actually won't be impacted by this. If you're buying with more than 20% down and you have a or you need a 30-year amortization and your property is going to be worth over a million or your purchase price is over a million, those people will be impacted by this. We also don't know which lenders are going to be impacted. We know that this is directly funneled towards the banks. 
Um, as of right now, most credit unions actually have a different provincial regulator, and we don't know if they're going to follow suit. They typically will eventually, but as of right now, years after the stress test was implemented, there are still no stress test programs available, right? So don't make the assumption that this is going to impact you. Inquire, ask the right questions to figure out if it's going to, um, and we'll make sure to keep everyone up to date on those changes. Yeah, no doubt. So, so let's talk a little bit about dates here because uh, last time around we were given, I think, I don't remember exactly, Derek or Dean, if you guys remember, but I think it was like a one month or a two month uh, lag before they made the rules. And then there was a mad rush for someone to get a pre-approval because at the time, if you had a pre-approval from uh, a lender, you could actually uh, close within 120 days and they would honor those rules. So we're not really sure yet if they will honor uh, a pre-approval. I can say almost guaranteed that they will honor approvals. So again, uh, the bank would have to have already reviewed your file and accepted it and approved it. So we can suggest that much. So, so that part we do know. But the other timelines, I think we should be aware of our uh, two dates, uh, May 7th, and, and, and Dean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think it's May 24th. So there's a questioning period starting in May 7th and then a closing period on May 24th where they're going to make their final decision and then announce the, the changes on uh, June 1st. So maybe you can speak to that for a second, that process. That's the key difference from last time is there wasn't this question period or this comment period where we could comment as you know experts in the industry could comment on this. They're, they're pretty much accepting comments from anyone in the industry on this matter. And so that's key because this isn't final. And when we heard, when the announcement was made in 2016, it was pretty much, this is what's happening. Here's the dates, get prepared. So it's really important to know that this could change. And these comments are, is a nice change from, from Aussie to actually welcome that. Uh, secondly, the dates and like the, the, the firmness on like, okay, is it a pre-approval? Is it a, you know, purchase contract? Is it an approval? What is it that's going to actually be grandfathered? We're hoping that it's actually contracts. If contracts were written before June 1st, if that is the date, we, we would hope that June, that a contract written before June 1st, even if it is closing after June 1st would be honored. But last time around, that wasn't the case with the foreign buyers tax as an example, that was not the case. If the contract was written, you know, years before, such as a presale. Uh, those those people still had to pay foreign tax on those presales, even though those contracts were written well before the foreign tax was imposed. So that's a really big one. We're really hopeful that they will honor contracts written the date that they were written. So that's something to see, and we're hopeful that uh, they'll honor the contract law in our country. Because if they don't, gosh, presales could be very risky. Yeah, good points there. Really good points. And I think we're going to find out a lot more of the little things that we maybe didn't think of last time that are, are going to come up this time around. And so I just want to reiterate like who it impacts and then we can get, just kind of touch on who we don't think it will impact immediately. It, it's been talked about already that tip, as of right now, it's federally, federally regulated uh, institutions, which basically is the big banks, more or less. Credit unions last time around were a little bit slower to pick up the slack. I remember, uh, you know, obviously some of the bigger credit unions like Coast Capital picked it up pretty much right off the bat and decided to implement the new guideline changes. But even to this day, some of the uh, more local credit unions do make exceptions and still don't use the uh, traditional stress test. They might charge a higher rate. 
Um, but I would imagine that most of those local credit unions are just kind of looking, going to look at this and, and probably not implement this immediately. Uh, although the bigger ones you can, you can imagine would do this. So this is impacting you again, if you're purchasing a property over a million bucks, this, this can impact you. And actually, interestingly enough, these are the people that are going to feel it the most just based on the volume uh, of the price point. Um, again, refinances to me is like a really, really, really key point because I know Dean and Derek, you guys can talk this as well. Like we've been doing a lot of refinances in the last year. And it's not just because people have a ton of debt. It's because they're trying to eliminate and start over and and have you know reduce their total costs like it makes a lot of sense especially given like the lower interest rates right now it's 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 tons of sense there um but it, like again like the other people that they're 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 negatively impacting it we've got properties that is is you know a consideration here because this is an uninsured mortgage and the 30-year amortization so yeah, we have to think about that and say okay well that's actually going to negatively impact the people who are renting because it's going to potentially reduce the supply which means at the end of the day there's less rental properties which is going to cause higher rental prices so who is this helping from that perspective Oh gosh, those are such good points, especially on the refinance side. Like people are realizing huge amounts of equity because of this crazy market. You know, we have clients that purchased townhomes in early early 2020 that it, it, with less than 5% down that now could potentially refinance into a conventional product and that this will potentially impact those people, likely will impact those people. So when we talked earlier in the show that the impact on the market isn't going to be much from this change, but the impact to, to Alex's point on the actual borrowers is huge. And like oh, refinances is is the one that sticks out most for me. And it's yeah, it's, a, it's unfortunate, but they, they will feel it for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, on a bit of a positive note, just to, you know, talk about the importance of working with a mortgage broker to understand your options. Uh, a lot of times we actually do have certain institutions that can bend and kind of extend debt servicing. Typically, most lenders can use 39% of your income to cover the housing costs, which is mortgage payments and property taxes and strata fees. Um, you know, we have examples where we have lenders that will go up to 46, maybe 47% if it's a strong application. So um, just knowing your options, knowing that there are different, you know, uh, solutions out there is really important when you go into this because one bank might say no and the other might say yes. Yeah. That's such a good point. Such a good point, Derek. I was on a phone call this morning with someone and, and immediately right away recognized that uh, although they would be impacted by this change, uh, we were able to qualify them for substantially more than what they were advised, just based on uh, someone not understanding the guidelines that are available to you. So definitely happy to put the plug in from that standpoint. So why don't we uh, just kind of pushing forward a little bit deeper into this right here. Uh, we've talked a little bit about what the borrowing power difference is, uh, what that might impact, and, you know, of course, uh, who that might impact and so forth. But like, just kind of future uh, dating again, uh, looking at the dates, looking at the timelines that can affect. What are you guys thinking that you're, you, you, we're going to see here as far as market conditions over the next? Uh, I, I know this is new. We've already talked about this last night this morning, but hey, initial thoughts. Like, what are you guys uh, predicting? Any any thoughts or you know ideas? Well, to your point earlier, approvals will be honored. So, like an approval that was you know, approved prior to June 1st, those should be honored. We'd be shocked if those aren't. So people are going to be rushing to get their approvals in. People that were sitting on the fence and maybe thinking of buying in the late summer are likely going to be buying before June 1st now. So we're going to see an extreme amount of pressure in the market from now until middle of May, I would say, to rush to get these approvals in. And, and on that approval subject, lenders are already significantly delayed with volume so we're going to see extreme extreme delays i'm not going to name lenders but there's a number of lenders that won't even look at a file for four weeks right now and so we're going to see more of that and so 
like waiting till you know these deadlines are confirmed i wouldn't wait i if 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 your goal is to purchase a home i would get in now and and move this forward and get that approval in place as soon as possible so i just see extreme pressure coming yeah and we're already kind of seeing a bit of a slowdown in the detached market there was a massive boom over the last three to six months and it seems like it's kind of toppling off there's still multiple offers but there's maybe two or three offers instead of 30. Um, but it seems like the strata market is really going crazy and this might even drive uh, the strata market even further. You know, if someone's qualification has actually been pushed away where they were just barely qualifying for detached and they can't find another option, um, they might be more keen to move into the strata market, which could cause that to boom even further than it is. Yeah, really, really, really solid points about obviously the strata market uh, being impacted again. Um, do you, I think that obviously just based on what you mentioned, Dean, with a slight slowdown, the detached market, this, in my opinion, this is going to put a little bit more fuel back on that fire, uh, for, for the better part of the next 60 days. And, you know, if you're selling detached, we've already talked about before, like sell that detached home now, because again, the fuel is back on the fire, whether or not it impacts people, you got to remember, we're going to give you guys the straight goods and information. There's a lot of bankers and people out there who do not understand this policy and they're going to push you to make a decision. So this might not even impact you. So keep that in mind before you obviously sell or buy or do what you decide to do to make sure it does or doesn't impact you. So yeah, detached housing market has slowed down a little bit. I think this brings it right back for at least the next two months. And, and you know, again, probably no big dips or anything after that, but maybe a little bit of a flat line with some fatigue. Uh, Derek, man, I couldn't agree more. The, re the uh, condo, uh, you know, attached uh, market is certainly going to see a little bit of a change. What I'm curious to know is uh, what do our investor uh, clients decide to do here? And what are the changes that are occur from that standpoint? Um, you know, does this impact people and want them to get into uh, the rental market because it's going to impact their ability to spend more money on a rental or not? You know, um, I think initially, you know, as an investor, you want to be prepared, but you don't necessarily want to just dive in without having the information. That being said, know your numbers, know your qualification, know what this will impact. But I think this is actually, although not a big change, this will in the long run work well from an investment standpoint for rent. You know, it just kind of is what it is as far as that's concerned. That being said, biggest feedback for anybody listening to this or watching this, whether it's on the podcast or, or live on the, on the video there is number one, longer wait times Dar Dean you mentioned it you're going to be dealing with longer wait times honestly like even us at this point like the volumes of even just just straight up questions and requests is is insane um additionally speaking uh your lenders like you know yesterday even one of our top lenders I was having a conversation you know we're, we're one of the highest funders with with one of these banks in the country and and uh, even they told us like hey even though we're in a priority sequencing they're still you know four to six days behind right? Which is not normal. They're usually one to two day turnaround timelines. So you be prepared for longer wait times. And what does that mean if you're purchasing a home is that either a you have to get a little bit longer subjects, or you got to make sure to do that due diligence up front. And there's a little bit of a risk to be had there. I mean, we're human, right? You, you can do what you can do. So listen, if you guys are, uh, again, watching, enjoying and, and listening to this kind of content, make sure to uh, leave us a like uh, on uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, give us a rating on the, the podcast. If you don't know where the link says, let's get it over to you. Thanks so much for tuning in today for uh, this episode. And we'll continue to uh, give you more information as it comes. Any last parting words there, Dean or Derek? Yeah, just final comments for me is this is and we, we talked about this, this is not impacting business for self clients that are looking for alternative lending solutions. This is not impacting you. So just be mindful of that. I've had a few calls from from our self employed clients that are really worried and there's no impact. Yeah, I think 
that's that's actually thank you we should talk about that for a while we'll have to do a separate episode just on that piece uh really 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 good point to be had does not impact you in the alternate lending space right now yeah and we'll keep this up we'll keep you guys up to date there are going to be more announcements um through may so we'll jump on here again and go from there adios talk soon